Now, speaking of the five boroughs, uh, we're going to uh, shift our attention to the Bronx up in Northeast Bronx, Assembly District 82. Uh, the incumbent there is uh, Michael Benedetto, a conservative Democrat who's been off in office for a long time. Uh, two years ago, Jonathan Soto, a public education advocate and who's worn many hats in his short life, uh, challenged Benedetto, got 36% of the vote, and he's back uh, trying again. And he's also running with the endorsement of the uh, DSA. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, talking with Jonathan here. He was also an aide to Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, has been active in Puerto Rico issues as well. Jonathan, welcome to WBAI Radio. It's great to be here, John, with you and with the uh, WBAI audience and the independent folks. So thank you for having me. And uh, great conversation with comrades uh, and Senator uh, Brisport and, Mar- and Assemblymember uh, Marcella. And I appreciate to continuing. Absolutely. So uh, I, I, I give us your elevator pitch for why you're uh, running for assembly and, and why you think the, the people of the 82nd District uh, should replace the guy that they've previously voted in uh, 10 times. It was two years ago when I was here and, and joined you and we had this conversation. A lot of the themes that we brought last time have continued uh, to grow um, like a cancer when it comes to the undemocratic ruling and running of our public school system. Um, it's really gotten worse. We've also seen um, the mayor increase his uh, ruthlessness when it comes to austerity and the infliction of harm on our families and communities, whether it is uh, displacing migrant children in the public education system, whether it is prioritizing donors um, over the safety of schools, specifically the mayor prioritized a donor to the campaign to receive a FDNY fire inspection over a Brooklyn school's uh, uh, fire safety uh, uh, testing and carbon monoxide oversight. So these are things that have just gotten worse throughout the past two years. And my opponent, Michael Benedetto, who's the chair of the education committee, um, not only has aided and abetted the mayor in this horrible um, engagement with our public schools, but is now act- asking for uh, an expansion of his power through what was announced today, a four-year extension of mayoral control of schools. Um, so the schools are a huge issue. I'm a public school parent. Um, the DOE has a $40 billion budget. People don't realize how big that is. And the mayor uses that. I mean, to- that's about more than three times larger than the police budget, which itself is enormous. And in light of what I see also just structurally with our politics, that's a problem. You know, the federal government funding will probably dry out if we have a, 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 a Trump uh, coming back to the White House. And we see that the Democrats are fearful of raising revenue um, and increasing our budget power at a time where we really need to do that. And we have a executive um, and we also have a judicial branch that is ignoring the will of the state legislature. The constitution works or the project works if we have co-equal distribution of power and we don't have that, which is why I am excited to organize uh, from my political home as a socialist with the SIO, 
organizing as a block in the state legislature. And um, that is something structurally that we have to really push for. And those dynamics have become even more intensified since the last two years. And I'm excited to um, run it this time with the endorsement of uh, my organization, uh, DSA. Right. Now, can you just uh, explain a little bit more uh, what mayoral control is, uh, why you object to it, and, and in particular, the idea of extending it for another four years, and what you would want to see as a replacement, and what the role is the state legislature and your uh, opponent, Michael Benedetto, in particular, play in all this, why why you think it's important to go to Albany uh, to address this. In 2002, Mayor Bloomberg uh, concocted this scheme uh, to take municipal control over what was the state's domain due to our constitution explicitly stating the state's role to guarantee a public education in this, here in New York. So in 2002, basically, it's a carve out that the state does um, and gives the mayor power to have budget authority, appointment authority, as we've seen here in New York City. Um, so that's been since 2002, and it renews. They do it every three, four or year cycles. Um, here we have Bloomberg has had renewals probably of four or three years. We've seen de Blasio, he had renewals of three to two to even one year. And last renewal for the uh, Adams was two years. And now it's expiring. And right now we're having hearings throughout the city and parents are fed up with mayoral control and the state legislature, my opponent, um, assembly member, Michael Benedetto, who's the chair of the education committee in the assembly and Senator John Liu, um, who is the uh, chair of the education committee at the Senate level. They're, um, you know, big voices in this debate of whether mayoral control will be extended. Why mayoral control is dangerous is because it's an authoritarian corporate system of school governance. Uh, Bloomberg constructed it that way. Um, and it's allowed for the massive as, as opposed to a more community based system of governance that you envision and Correct. others. Correct. And that's where we need to go towards a system that has more parental caregiver and teacher input, more power over budgets, because the mayor, for example, gets millions of dollars over of education funding from the state, and he's not spending it. So what is he doing with that money? Um, probably giving cronies some support. So we need a really radical change, but that protects, for example, um, our control over the curriculum and not allow, for example, groups like Moms for Liberty, right wing groups that have been organizing nationally to attack queer, to attack trans and to eliminate uh, critical race theory and true his uh, teaching in our schools. We need to be mindful that we can't just undo mayoral control and leave those vulnerabilities open to come in. So the state legislature has an opportunity to institute a system of municipal control, similar to what we have. But we, for example, give the city council appointment power over the chancellor and more budget power. We could have a vision of community control. We see in Brownsville and in the 60s in, in Brooklyn, many like radical black communities came and created a, a, an amazing and beautiful way of, of community governance that could be. Uh, sought for again. This debate needs to happen now. 
The problem is that today the governor called for a four-year extension to get passed in the budget. So organizing task number one is to bring mayoral control outside of the budget process politically, and that happened last time, um, into the legislative session, which is after the budget gets passed in March and April. So that's a key organizing task for now. Okay. Now, in, in the remaining uh, time we have, can you tell us a little bit uh, both about your district up there in Northeast Bronx and what you consider to be some of the other uh, important uh, priorities uh, for the people of the 82nd district that you want to represent? The district is made up of Co-op City, Throgs Neck, City Island, Westchester Square, Pelham Bay, communities that have huge municipal uh, union density. So one of the things we found last time is that a lot of city workers, people that have worked hard, people that have fought for their rights, people who really care about their health care. These are folks that make up our constituents and residents in the district. The district now is majority minority, um, right? We have uh, majority and plurality populations of Latino and black residents. Um, we also have huge coastal vulnerabilities, We've seen flooding in our streets. We've seen our infrastructure crumbling and the lack of key investments for resilience mitigation, but also addressing fossil fuel pollution that is rampant in our communities is something that needs to get done as soon as possible. Um, and these communities have seen that leaders like Benedetto have gotten ahead. They've seen the rich have gotten ahead in the society, yet we consistently get left behind. So the position and the call is that first Benedetto favors the powerful over the people. He's taken money from Donald Trump. Um, he took $6,100 for Donald Trump for the uh, Trump golf course, which now he's fighting for a casino instead of affordable housing. Uh, Benedetto is one of Mayor Adams' biggest allies in spite of Mayor Adams' um, um, instances of, of cut, cutting budgets, um, which is devastating as the role of education chair. Um, and Benedetto does not support good cause. You know, our districts is made majority of renters. Uh, renters are feeling the crush of rising prices as they are throughout the city. Yet Benedetto does not support good cause eviction, uh, which is at a core part of our, of our program and platform for the neighborhood. So we had 36% last time. Um, again, we had a broad support, but at the time I had ran too late to um, ask for the DSA endorsement. Um, but as a democratic socialist, um, the DSA difference is real and we're starting earlier um, and we're winning this time. But we're going to win, um, as mentioned by my uh, future colleagues, uh, the senator and the assembly member. I'm not running alone. We're running as a block. We're, we're running as a movement of, of multiracial, intergenerational working class people that are tired of getting left behind and that are ready to move forward with this vision of the future. Because if New York State does not step up in light of this looming threat of Trumpism returning and federal government importing austerity against us, we're going to be in deep trouble. That's why we need to tax the rich. That's why we need more revenue. And that's why we need to really fix our lack of democracy in our institutions here in New York State, as we see through mayoral control. As we see also, for example, we passed BPRA last time, yet Hochul doesn't appoint a person who's going to enforce the law. 
And these are issues that executives have too much power. Our constitution is not a monarchy, nor is intended to be, but is acting like one. So we need stronger legislative muscle. And I'm excited to join my comrades in trying to get that done. Right. And we just have one more minute here. But uh, like the other Democratic Socialists you're running alongside, uh, you've taken a very strong position in support of the Palestinian people and their struggle, even though uh, traditionally in New York, uh, most politicians wouldn't dream of doing that. Um, uh, your thoughts on why you are so aggressively supporting the Palestinian cause um, and, and, and any reflections on the comments you heard from the young woman a few minutes ago? Because history is looking on us. History is noting, especially in our age where it's so easy to communicate our values and our opinions, who was silent during the genocide. We've seen tens of thousands, 20,000s, 30,000 Gazans um, murdered and killed by an autocratic, theocratic government that is propped up and funded by the United States. I'm a taxpayer and my taxpayer dollars are killing my neighbors in Gaza. That's why we have to call for a ceasefire. It's very clear. And when I hear the comments, um, I they resonate with me. And this is how I felt, um, you know, from I'm Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico doesn't we're stateless people. Um, obviously, it's a different situation, but we don't have a state. We've never had a state, nor do we have a country in Puerto Rico. Um, and when I hear the deep sense of, of power that comes together in times of crisis, like she mentioned, going out in the streets and feeling community and feeling courage, I felt that as a person who's experienced colonization in my own way. And from Puerto Rico to the Bronx to Palestine, um, where we got to organize for peace, we got to organize for self-determination, and we got to organize for what's just. And what's just right now is calling for a ceasefire now. Okay. Jonathan Soto, a Democratic Socialist, running in the primary this spring for the 82nd Assembly District in Northeast Bronx. Thank you so much for joining us on WBAI Radio. Do you, Real quick, do you want to let people know where they can find out more about your campaign? Then, like, 10 seconds. We got a bowl. www.soto4ny.com. You can find me also on Instagram, Twitter, Soto 4NY. And that four is a number four, not spelled out. So S-O-T-O 4NY. And thank you, John. Um, and thank you, Independent, for having me.